What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 170 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of Wiley's Scale Modeling. Dang! I'm drinking a sparkling water. No kidding. Yeah. I don't have anything. I just got done. I just got done running, and I needed something to drink, so I grabbed the sparkling water. I just ate dinner, so I, I, I'm not drinking anything at the present time. That's pretty cool. Yay! So. So? Yeah. So what's up? Not much. We started the live kit build, which is fun. I saw that. Yeah. Um, you know, the video quality was horseshit because um, I had terrible internet connection at night for some reason. But. Um, well, I think, it was, I think it was less that and more of the fact that you... Your camera was further away, and when you bought, once you brought it down lower, yeah, we were you were getting good. Yeah, it, it well, was turning out pretty good. It was better anyway. It is what it is. So yeah, no big deal. But I'll fix I'll fix it for next week. I'll make sure I or my next time I'm up. You're I'm up, up next. next week. But yeah, yeah. So I I will uh, I'll be up next. I'll I'll make sure I have pretty good video quality anyways and. So uh, yeah, I'm worst, excited about it. I haven't done it a long time. Worst case scenario, I'll just go back to my old, um, my old camera. F- camera on my phone. You know. Well, that's all I use. So, anyways, so. whenever you do yours next week, you need to hook up with me first because I need to set it up so we can stream to both YouTube and Facebook at the same time. Can we do that off my phone? Yes. Okay. You don't need to worry cool. about how. You just need to follow my instructions, and we'll get you set up. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, all right. Uh, what else has been new in your world? I got the new uh, kid of the month in the mail. Um, the new kid of the month. Yeah, yeah. That, that looks awesome. Uh, some of the guys already built theirs, so I must got them a couple. I think they must go out in batches or something, because some guys will get yeah. them like a week before other people. What is it this time? I'm 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 behind on that. It's upstairs. I knew you were gonna ask, but if you get on his website right now, I'll find it for you. He has the pictures up, like on Facebook. I mean, on Facebook. Yeah. He usually puts the picture of like the newest kid up. Okay. The, the, so spring's here. The weather's better. So it's been tougher to get outside. I'm, I'm going there now as I talk, so we fill some time. But I noticed that because of the weather outside, that it's, um, uh, you know, the weather getting warmer and you're getting some more longer days and sunshine. Um, it's tougher to force myself to sit at the bench, especially this past weekend when I wanted to get some stuff done and, at the bench, but then it was so nice outside. You know, you, you feel bad sitting inside when it's beautiful out in your yard. You can be doing stuff, and yeah. So, well, but, um, hell, it, you got to do. You know, do you got to do? Yeah, I'm slowly um, emerging from my winter hibernation, which I, you know, as everyone knows, I hate winter. Here it is. It was the uh, Juniper Depot. Back on March. 17th. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I did see that. That's nice. Yeah, so we got that. I didn't open it for a little tiny building. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like I it. Um, but that could be a billion things. That could be a yard office. That could be a depot. That could be yeah. a small build. I, you can make that a bunch of stuff. Things in town. Right. So, anyways, yeah. that's a neat little structure. Um, but I'm also doing the kit bash of the. Uh, the other two previous kid of the month, so that'll be fun. Um, okay. 
So what do you got working on? I know uh, you're doing the diorama, but let's let's get. I mean, you could do a small update of the diorama, but what are you gonna do after well, that? I, I'm I'm pretty much done with everything on the diorama except for. Well, I'm done with the model itself. Okay, uh, with the exception of the debris piles, which I'm gonna work this week. And um, which I made out of, I told you guys, I guess, last week, we some busted up brick and, uh, you know, um, they're like, I bought some uh, 35th, 135th scale bricks and I had to stain them and cover them. And and I did that in a couple different shades. And then I did the um, uh, smashed up uh, one of the clay pots of terracotta pots. In the mm. little itty bitty tiny dusty pieces with a hammer, and it was kind of fun. I, I kind of went outside, put it in a plastic bag, and just start a uh, clear plastic bag so I can see what I'm hitting. And I'm just smashing the tar out of this thing and um, into little tiny spot uh, pieces because you don't want any curved pieces because then it won't look like brick because no bricks aren't curved. So, um, so I had fun doing that, and I put that in a little separate containers i have it all ready to start putting the debris down uh so i'm at that point but then i have these small crates that i did um they're wine and um wine bottle and uh they come with wine bottles and champagne bottles and then crates with you can put uh stencil decals or they're decals yeah um the the water decals with you soak yeah. them in the water and they slide off and they you, slip on. Well, yeah, and you got to be careful with them because they get real soft, and then they don't want to stick right sometimes. So I have this Microsol decal uh, solution, and you put that on it, and it just kind of smooths it down, makes it look like it's painted on. And uh, anyhow, I did a bunch of crates and put some pictures up of that, and painted the bottles. They're very, 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 very tiny. Um, and uh, so I'm having fun with that. I'm about done with the crate thing now. I'm ready to finish up just detailing, just detailing this thing now at this point. Yeah. So, but as far as kit goes for model railroading, I have dug out Fenwick funnels from uh, the HS Skill kit from, um, uh, that's HS Skill uh, Craftsman kit. I'm sorry, from uh, Carolina Craftsman kits. Yeah. So it is. Um, it's a it's a it's a mill, you know, and um, it's got, um, I guess, the original photos that he has on, of her done are by uh, David Myers, uh, the uh, Gator Dave, uh, built the original one, and uh, it's, it's just really cool. Um, I dug it out, and I started working a little bit with the walls last night while you were on the show. Uh, well, I guess it was not last night, but Monday night when you were on the show. And I started working with a little bit of the walls and stuff to get them ready. But to describe it, it's a, it's got a, uh, it's a mill with a, with a cupola on top. And uh, it has, you know, it's a two-story mill, but then it has a cupola on top and it has another, mill about the same size going the other direction mm -hmm. yeah, and it's just it's just really nice it's a you know late 1800s no early 1900s would have probably been built it's a new england style mill um just really cool and i've had it on the 
it's a big structure. It's a big footprint. And I've had it on my shelf for a long time. And the directions are very well written. Um, these may be, I, I've put together other Carolina craftsman kits and they've been awesome and very good. This is another detailed one with a, a pretty thick stable together book that it came with. And, um, so, uh, lots of photographs in it and it's just a really cool kit. Now, whether or not, I don't believe he has that available at present, but if you've emailed him and asked him if he could make you a Fenwick Funnels. Um, I'm sure we had him on last week, Jeff Grove, uh, at Carolina Craftsman Kits. Maybe he could re-release Fenwick Funnels or whatever he does there. Um, or print, uh, he said nothing's entirely out of retirement, you know? Right. So um, when I did get it, I was told then, I've had it on the shelf for a little while, that that was the last one available. So, but... Like I said, it's a cool kit. It's got a lot of windows. It's going to be one of a lot of windows, and then the one roof has a couple dormers on it. It's almost looky. It almost looks on the one, the one side of the building. It's got some really neat loading docks and stuff like that. But the one side of the building has dormers on the top, so it makes it look almost like a mansard roof, you know. Uh, uh-huh. So, kind of got that mansard roof look on the one side, um, but it's it's not because it's not it's not completely flat on top. Well, you know how it comes up at an angle and goes flat. It, do, it doesn't do that. Um, it just comes to a peak. But the but the dormers are pretty cool looking. I don't know, I'm gonna have a lot of fun. Um, I'm not gonna paint it the same color uh, because I don't particularly care for the color that was done on there. No offense, Dave. I just didn't like the color scheme. Uh, I'll paint my own color scheme. I think I'm gonna go with the white and gray on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's exciting. You know, it's a lot of fun to do. So, nice. uh, it's, it's going to be good now getting back to an HS skill structure and, uh, you know, putting, putting aside the military modeling now, I've done it for a couple months and, and now it's time to get back into doing what I, you know, my true love and that's the model railroading thing. So, but yeah. Cool. What about you, man? Well, I got this kit bash I want to get in back in. I'm working on that's the two different um, two different kit of the month kits, but that won't take very long. I have that about three quarters done. I just have to assemble all the walls um, yeah. and do some like detail work. But the next thing I think I'm going to work on is the the Ashmore Hotel. Oh yeah. So we're gonna. Oh, that's cool. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I went and bought some spray paint for it. Uh, I forget. I got the camo. Hang on, let me go find it real quick. This is where you play your your waiting music. Dun 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 dun. Now I'm back. All right, thank God, because I'm sure people were probably turning off their turning off their their podcast right now. I got the camouflage. For the mm-hmm. wall, like for that concrete wall color. Yeah. And then I got um, satin charcoal gray. Oh, for the nice. For like the, the trim and the window. Uh, well, careful what? with satin. We talked about that with Doug, remember? We were no, talking I about- tested it. It's fine. 
Oh, okay. I, d- I test sometimes it. satin puts a shiny coat on things. Yeah, well, this is just for the windows, too. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's because I'm not painting all those damn plastic windows. This is yeah. only for the windows. Oh, okay. Uh, the rest is going to be the camouflage. Okay. So, um, it'll be good. I, I have charcoal gray. It's char- called charcoal um, by ceram uh, coat. Uh, and uh, I love that. I use it for a lot of things. And sometimes I substitute it for black because uh-huh. this way it doesn't always look so dark black, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, go on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I'm just going to do the Ashmore Hotel. I'm going to do the walls with that, that camouflage color, which will be like a beige, um, a beige concrete color, you know? Oh, you got a spray paint. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm not oh, hand painting oh. that whole damn hotel. That's thirteen story tall building. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna just spray paint it and have it done in a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell would I think you got hand paint? I'm not hand painting that thing. You'll be oh here till I'm forty. I'll be forty before I'm done. There's with a it. million windows on that thing too. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm just gonna spray paint it and take it off the sprues. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that, that that won't take very long at all. So, um, yeah, that's my next thing. I'll probably, I want to look for another building or two that of that size to throw yeah. down in the middle, but yeah, I know. Cause we can't just have one tall, super tall building. We're going to have a couple, but yeah. Yeah. And I have another one up here. One of the city scene. The hell is that? Who makes that? But, um, I have another one we can add to that, but I want to start. I talked about this before, and uh, let me find that damn thing. City Classics, it's called. I have a City Classics building. Yeah. It's pretty tall. I think it's a five-story. Yes, five stories. One, two, three. Yeah, five-story tall building, and that one is the Pennsylvania Avenue tile front building. Okay. So that's another tall one, kind of like the one you did before, uh, the other the other plastic when you did before it's about like, like that anyhow um i'll build that one plus i also have the uh um magnuson model victoria falls hotel so we got us we had to pour us a plaster uh we had to pour us a, a rubber mold of that and yeah. then i can build the damn thing you know what i'm saying yeah so because uh, i want i want to build it and i don't want to do it until i get a to our poor rubber mold. We just, so we got to figure that out. We got the stuff down there at your house, I think, but I don't know if that's the right stuff or if I don't think it is. We'll have to order something. Jake else. Johnson was telling us it's not the correct stuff. Okay, then. So then we'll get the correct stuff. But anyhow, um, that's something I would need to do. Plus, you know, we were talking before about ordering uh, some, some of the DPMs and stuff. Yeah. I want to get some more brick buildings on, and there's some really cool ones out there. Like this, the Stone Bakery, the Corner Department Store, um, you know, the Belvedere uh, Theater and Bar. There's a Victorian storefront from, uh, I'm not sure if that's um, Woodland Scenics. I think that's Woodland Scenics. Uh, it's pretty neat looking as well. And then Bachtum Spectrum, uh, Bachtum Spectrum, uh, Bach, Bachman Spectrum uh, Metropolitan Department Store is also pretty cool. Okay. So yeah, that's another. I just want to see 
what kits are out there that we can do that with with those molds too. Yeah. Like oh I, yeah yeah yeah. I want to try and get another Magnuson or two and try and and try and uh, figure that out. Yeah. I don't know. There's a couple but, other little DPM kits I wouldn't mind getting either. Oh, I just listed a couple there. Oh no, the other ones that you that we haven't oh, talked yeah, about yeah. the Rohome sets. Yeah. I want yeah. to get some of those Rohomes. Right, and then Walters has a, a Cornerstone um, bookstore booksellers, Agassi Booksellers from Walters Cornerstone, and it's a, one of those cool, unique shaped buildings that I that would fit in a city. It's brick, and I want to try and build it. Also, there's a company called Lund Lund Studios, L U N D E Studios, and they make some awesome kit buildings. So if you look up Lund Studios. Um, structures, they have some badass. Lund. L-U-N-D-E studios. And, and I'm not trying to get away from the wood people. Um, I'm still building them. Who cares? But. Get away from the wood. Oh, I've seen these guys, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the, some of these look like like the hotel in that front corner of that Lund. Yeah. Looks like the one um, Bachman Spectrum building. Yeah. Yeah, Kinda, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Eh. They, I mean, eventually they all start looking the same. Yeah, they do. But you're right. Who cares? I mean, I'm just going to start building my – I'm going to start building buildings that we need now to fill out our, <clears> our layout. And uh, the key for me right now is just focusing our layout. Yeah. So this Saturday, um, you and I are going to have an all-day session down there and, and uh, a marathon. Yeah. And we're just going to work, work, work. On Saturday down there in on the layout, something we haven't done in a while, and now the weather's getting decent, we can uh, kind of chill out down there and have some fun. So I'm down with that. Yeah, it won't be so cold or warm or too hot down there yet, and I think we get it's a nice right now. I want to work that lower harbor wall and uh, get that um, get that waterfall put put in, and and then I think we need to start working some roads and and building design uh building layout up there so um i think we can you and i should maybe get together and do that together so that'd be fun yeah yeah i, I um i'm gonna just work down on my end here continue and just let you go crazy up on your side oh okay yeah unless you want to do something else well i wanted to work the center part up top and, oh well, uh, you can do yeah, that but well, I thought we'd work on that too. Well, you yeah, know, but we've tried working in the same area and at the same time. I didn't say the exact same oh, time oh, oh. in the same area. I'm saying both put our input into how we should lay the roads out and put the buildings where we want because now we got some additional ones that we've added to that area. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But now it's time to get a game plan and maybe start kit bashing some things to fit them in sp- certain spots. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, but I'm kit bashing now, so I, I think it'd be I fun know. to kit bash some of these ones we have sitting here that are just laying around that we don't know what to do with. Well, not not to do with, but like get two kits knocked out at once. Yeah. And just get two kits knocked out at once rather than doing one kit at a time here. I got a big yeah. ass stack of them. Why don't I just start kit start bashing and get two or three done at one time? Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. So you had a kit you wanted to talk about tonight, right? I just did. Oh, I no, no. I, well, before we started, Fenwick I thought – I thought, Never mind. Before we started, I thought you had something else you wanted no, to – No, I had Fenwick Funnels. I got it down. I wanted to show, you know, talk about it. So I had the picture on the box. I started gotcha. working the uh, 
started working the walls and such. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, we kind of covered that part of it. And, you know, one of the things I've been learning, one of the things that here's some, you know, we talked about the, uh, 135th scale and working with the tank diorama. And there's some things I learned off of it that I want to start applying to my, um, to, uh, my HS scale modeling. And that's, uh, one of the takeaways that I've gotten on it was, and I've always, and I've done it before, but not to the, not to the extent that, um, I, I, found that you can do very easily now um uh is adding green um mildew hmm. to things like on the you know, bottom and, of wood where it's right touching yeah yeah at the bottom of the wood but not very much just enough and then here's the thing i had the ak slimy green and the mig ammo green uh slime green or whatever it is uh, mildew i have that okay um and there's nothing wrong with that I've had good luck with it. It turns out nice. In fact, I've used it. However, I've found that I can completely duplicate it with um, oil paints, and they're, and they're cheap. And you get a shitload of it in a tube, okay, at the art store. And it doesn't cost you all that much. You, you want to get like a, a, you know, kind of a, a forest green or dark, darkish green and then a medium green. Nothing too bright. Don't get a spring green or anything like that. You know, you gotta we gotta look at what would be natural, uh-huh. you know, and get two or three different colors of it, and that's it. Okay, it's not. Don't get me wrong. It's not. There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of a brightness to some of it, um, as far as the greenish color. But you want to have more natural, subtle tones. Yeah, uh, and then it works the same way. Um, so look. Yes, you can buy AK and you can buy MIG. Yes, I love working with those products. But yes, you can duplicate it entirely with oil paints. And I'm sure that other artists can tell you the same thing that work with model railroading or anything else. Um, you can use oil oil paints. You can even go down to the to the store and buy one of those oil paint sets. Um, they're, they're not, not that very much. much. They're like ten bucks, and they have they're they're there for people trying to get started. You get the basic colors. Well, shoot! Once I even you learn got how the, to, I even got the artist loft oil paints, and they're like yeah. four bucks a piece. And the last yeah. those two tubes will last me a decade. Right, exactly. And so and I have that too. I, I like that artist loft oil paint. I have one here right now. Where I use a lot, and that's the burnt umber. Yeah, um, I use that quite a bit. Now, the nice thing about that is is it, it works the same way, exact same way. So I use um, the um, mineral spirits, mm-hmm. and at, that softens it and, and, and you know thins it out. I put it where I want it. Uh, I put it on without, without as much, a little, maybe a little bit of mineral spirits to it, just to soften it up a little bit, and put it where it is, a little on the dark side, and then you can take some of that darkness out in different places, and you don't want to overdo it. And, um, you know, if you want to erase it or remove it, and we've talked about this many times before, just add more mineral spirits. Well, people go, oh, well, oil paints, oil paints, but they take so long to dry. And, yes, MIG ammo and, and uh, AK stuff, it, it, does, it does dry much quicker, okay, once you apply it. And put the, but um, here's the thing. If you... Use the mineral spirits with the oil paints, and you you and you cover the completely cover the oil paint 
with a little bit of mineral spirits um, or mix it together, I assure you that it will dry. And it's not going to take days to dry. Like people go, oh, I use oil paints. And it takes you dr- days to dry. You know why it takes you days to dry? Because you're not using them right. Right. You're not using mineral spirits with them. And once you put that mineral spirits in on, on it, it activates it and makes it completely, it, it works on it so it dries much quicker. Um, it, but it works the same way as far as moving the pigments because that's all you're doing. You're moving pigments or removing pigments. So once you put that oil paint on full, you can remove it. So anyways, use that green color. Whether you use whatever product you're using, use that green color around things like drain pipes, um, uh, gutters on so- along, next to sidewalks where water would lay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, anywhere you would find moisture, like you said, at the bottom of the of the door, okay, or the bottom of a wall, definitely the bottom of a door, and you only need subtle amounts. You don't even have to have it dark. You can just have it faded, the green faded out. So it's just got a light, very almost invisible green tint. And you will get that effect by looking at it. Um, sometimes less is actually more. And um, less actually um, gives it a realism that you, that you weren't expecting. Right. So, so remember that. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I say, gutters, downspouts at the base where the bounce on the sidewalk. If you have a downspout or a rain spout that comes down and it, you never see those rain spouts that curve out yes. at the bottom, they kind of tilt out. Well, right where that water hits, okay? Put oh, a you're going to have, a, you're gonna have a stain. Yeah. Yeah, put a little bit of a green tint. Not much. Well, not even a green tint. This color. Even when, at, even when you look at buildings or like sidewalks where that water spills out. Yeah, there's always like a darker, like b- blackish yeah. brown sh- stain, you sure. know, from the roof dirt and stuff that the water carries down. Yep, yep. And burnt umber will get give you a, a good look too. Now there, you got to be careful. You can put green into. Ooh, I got another trick too. But you can put green into on on concrete and fade it out and make it look n- very natural. You got to be careful when you put the darker brownish or blackish stains on, because if you overdo it and you put it, you can you can kill the look. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's got to be very 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 subtle with that that dark darker stain. Yeah, um, but it's doable and it looks good. And you need to have that variance in the in the color of your concrete. But I found another cool trick mixing concrete. What was that? Not not mixing, not using just concrete color. Now, one of the favorite things I like to use, it has been, and we is two two items: top coat by Woodland Scenics. It's concrete color. It's called concrete top coat from Woodland Scenics Road System. Now, it has a con what we would think is a concrete color, okay, but it's still got that grayish brown look okay and then not much else to it but if you look at concrete notice that there is green highlights in in concrete in Mm -hmm. a lot of concrete and that brownish concrete so what i found is and using that product or the cocoon that doug was talking about you if you make your whole sidewalk look the same shade 
it's going to look kind of goofy. So what I took was I took some olive drab acrylic paint and I just a couple drops and I mix it in with the concrete. So it's maybe, you know, 10, 10 parts to two parts. Okay. 10 parts concrete or the cocoon um, that we were talking about before at that grayish brown color. Mm-hmm. And then two or three drops of, or ten, two or three parts of uh, the olive drab. And you mix it together and you get that, you'll, you'll give it the concrete a little bit of a greenish tint. It'll still look, it'll still look like concrete, but it's a more, it's a more uh, accurate concrete color that I've found. And, um, I really like it cause it, it kind of gives, uh, the concrete, a. I, I just think it looks more realistic. It's just something maybe you want to try. Yeah. Uh, sometime. And, uh, and I'll show you sometime down at the, well, at the I'll try and do layout. it here this weekend when I'm working on this big, uh, ambassador hotel too. Cause that's, that's going to be all concrete walls. And I want yeah, and I want right. to show that like, yeah, I mean, I don't want it to be just one solid color of concrete. Then it yeah. doesn't look realistic that way. Right, and it, you know, with this tint, it gives it a greenish tint. It's not—I I shouldn't even say greenish. It's just the the concrete color, original color, overpowers it. It just gives it a different shade of that concrete by adding that green. Right. You won't look at it and say, "Oh, that's green." Nah, you're gonna look at it and go, "That's that's concrete right there." Mm-hmm. You know. So you know, don't be afraid to try to try things out like that. And, uh, I mixed a little green into it and, um, definitely like one of the, um, one of the things I learned from doing a, um, a fine scale miniature kit was, uh, George Sellius is a lot of concrete colors and when, um, a lot of concrete, in fact, in a lot of his kits. And I was building these concrete retaining type walls, uh, for that kit. And, um, in his directions, he said, to um, add a little bit of a wash of of green into it, okay. and uh, and I did. Now you know it, it gets taken away with the the charcoal briquette that I um, you know that I used to 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 kind of stain the wall, give it like the you know the black powder look, and then you wipe it off. And but there's that. And if you look at the uh, the the books on modeling for for um, military modeling or war, you know, Warhammer stuff, all your, your game, game, gamers modeling. Um, those guys do a lot of concrete stuff too. And each one of them have, uh, uh, add some kind of greenish wash to it, just a wash over top of it. And then it gives it a tint. Remember we were talking on there about, uh, two weeks ago about the, uh, filters and yeah. you put a, filter it's almost like a wash same deal a wash and a filter you would just kind of it's a filter of a green color more water than anything else on a acrylic green and you just kind of glaze over it with it and just gives it that a greenish wash it doesn't turn it green it just gives it a different shade of gray and uh so you know these are these are some tricks that you got to you got to work with color schemes a little bit and mixing, mixing colors. Don't be afraid to mix colors instead of just going straight from the bottle. Don't ever right. go straight from the bottle. <laughs> oh, kind of like that too. But it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, 
Um, so there's, like I said, just because it's concrete in a, in a bottle and it says, oh, it's concrete. I'll just put it right on with the brush. You know, don't be just, don't satisfy for that. Don't settle for that. You know, give it, give your, give your concrete or give your, uh, not just concrete, anything. Don't be, don't be afraid to try some other color mixes with it, you know, washes and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. so I want to ask a question here, uh, and we're going to switch topics a little bit. What's a, what's a city scene or like a vignette, basically a vignette within the city that you have always wanted to do, or you've seen like maybe for instance on George Celios's or any other famous layout that you want to try to create on our own, on our city. Like what's a cool vignette hmm. you've always wanted to do? We'll put you on the spot. I've always liked the fish market, a busy fish market. You know, like the sidewalk vendors. Yeah. You know, you have your you have your storefronts, but then you have a section like there's sections in New York City and places like that, especially in your old world New York City, you know? Yeah. And where they had, you know, vendors that were out there selling not just not just vegetables and fish or, you know, those types of things, but clothing and, you know, bolts of fabric and things like that. And, I, you know, they'd have it down like an alley. There'd be like a whole mess of vendors or something like And I've always thought about doing something along that line so, to add like, a, like an outdoor market, not overloaded in one section, but, you know, a couple of them. Yeah. And um, I just thought that would kind of be cool because it was not uncommon to see a lot of sidewalk vendors on a daily basis in most any big city back in well, we're modeling the thirties and forties. So that was completely common to see in big, bigger cities, oh, yeah, even totally. small cities, even in small cities. So, um, I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see that. And what that, to me, what that does is it makes a visual stimulant for the viewer because now he's seen not only that there's a storefront that would sell things, but now he's seeing people on the sidewalk that are vendors and are selling things and there's character to it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it tells its own story. Um, you know, obviously you got to put the figures out there and, you know, people in aprons and stuff like that trying to sell stuff or people sweeping the streets and, you know, uh, and lots of passerbys. Um, you want to, you know, give the, that's what I, that's what I'd like to do. Yeah. I always like the um like the roadside scenes where it's like uh, uh something broken down and you got someone yeah. you got a guy like under a car or whatever you yeah. know working working on his car or like a change the tire change the tire yeah or yeah. or or there's like a <clears throat> like a an argument in front of a the other ones that are fun are like little civil uh what do you call it like Civil, uh, civil scenes where disagreements. it's disagreements where you have people like fighting in a <laughs> out in front of a gas station, they're all arguing or whatever, or out in front of a bar arguing. Yeah, well, just two old dudes talking to each other, playing a game of checkers somewhere. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's those are those are cool scenes, or you, it tells a story. You know, a guy sitting on a on a on a crate on a front porch in front of that gas station with a newspaper in his hand. He probably does that every damn day, right? So that's his that's his thing, but you know it's uh, when you look and see things that are put together like that, you know those are things that go through your head. You go, you know that's 
That's smart. I mean, it's, it's, it's everyday scenes. People talking to each other. They might not have to be arguing. Yeah, no, but, no, they don't have to be yeah. arguing. But I mean, there's like yeah. the gambling scene too, or the or the bar fight, yep. or uh, right. there's a there's a million cool little scenes like that. Some of the other fun ones are, and I want to start doing them now. Is the little alleyway scenes? Uh, I want to I want to get into doing the little tiny alleyway scenes where you have like you have like some guys just working in the you know. In between two buildings, yeah. they're just like moving crates around, or they have a pow- they have a they have a hand truck, and they're just walking down to uh, deliver something down a back alley. That kind of stuff is not hard to do, but uh, I think it's so I think it's often overlooked in people's cities because they just do like the sidewalk scene, and then they don't continue going farther. You know, no. they don't think about the backside no, right. or the alleyways on these buildings. Yeah. So yeah, have a have a guy out there pouring concrete or something, and or he's know, just or, eating or, lunch or scaffolding is another one. You know, yeah. put some scaffolding up alongside of a building. You can make scaffolding out of old thin scrap scrap wood and crap like that. You know, yeah, and uh, and just just make some scaffolding on the side of the building. And have some guys up there working on it. There's, you know, get get some worker figures and look at your figures too when you're doing a scene. Uh, look at the. Um, Look at the figure and the position of their head and their bodies. I remember one scene I did in front of the one hotel. Um, I have a a um, a woman dressed in a dress, um, uh, you know, a sharply dressed woman, and um, you know she, she you know, not 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 in a weird way. No, I know she's what you mean. Attractive. Yeah, and she's walking by a soldier who's reading the newspaper. And she looks over. She's looking over her shoulder at the, sol- the sharply dressed soldier standing on the soldier. Soldier, the soldier, the soldier is standing on the corner with a newspaper in his hand, reading the paper. And uh, she's going by, and she looks over her shoulder, and she's in heels and whatever. And she, as she walks by, you know, checking him out. She's checking him out. Yeah. And I thought that's that's that was a cool scene, and that's. And all it takes is you looking at the um, um, the the figures and how they're shaped or what they're what position they're in, and start laying them out on a on a tabletop or on your workbench top, and just kind of sorting them out and saying, okay, you know, what what could this one be doing? And you know, as you look at some of them sitting next to each other, you go, ah, oh, here he, this is what could be happening here, right? So that'll do. You can discover your own scenes that way. I did that with um, in the front of uh, the Cameron Street Apartments. Uh-huh. Um, I have a, a, a lady, uh, an older lady, just uh, she has, uh, a, you know, she's heavy set and uh, she has an apron on and she's out there and she's she's arguing with an, uh, another store owner. And they're, you know, they're in front of the store in front of their respective stores. I don't know if they're arguing, but she's talking. You can tell she's talking with her hands, right? You know, and um, and then he's doing the same thing. I, I'm not, I don't. I didn't make it look like they're yelling at each other, but they're two storefront owners. They're on a slow day. They're standing out in front of their respective doors of their built other storefronts, and they're talking to each other, uh, facing each other, and you know, and you can tell that they're doing that because of the way their hands are positioned. So, you know, think about the shape or position of that particular figure 
uh, when you when you put something together. So, um, Woodland Scenics has a lot of figure sets out there now where they have full scenes in them, you know, which are pretty cool. Yeah, um, they're pricey. Yeah, they're but pricey. you get you get a lot with them. Yeah, and they're done. They're already painted. They're ready to rock. You sit them down. Yeah. Um, I used one when I did the uh, the boxing ring. Remember the boxing ring? Yes, yes. Uh, the JJ Honglers. Uh huh. And uh, I had a guy panhandling for um, uh, I, that was a William Phoenix thing. I didn't paint them, and uh, it, it's a it's a guy sitting there playing a banjo or guitar. I guess it was a guitar. He has a guitar case next to it with coins in it, and uh, next to him, and uh, you know he's he's. Uh, he's there. He's there trying to collect money by playing his music. Yeah, it's a neat little scene. It comes with all the little parts that you need. There's another guy laying on a bench, and a cop poking him with a nightstick. And he was a you know, he's a vagrant laying on a bench with newspapers over top of him. And that's also with Willen Scenics. And um, so you know they have some nice sets out there. They're, like I said, they're not cheap, but complete completes your set. It completes the scene, and um, you don't have to do a whole lot with it other than put it in position, and it's done. And it covers a nice little chunkier sidewalk. It doesn't have to be every square inch of your sidewalk having a scene with people, but you know, one spot here and then a little further down, something else is going on. You know that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. no, I think it's a great idea. Um, yeah. The the other thing I I want to start doing is actually getting. Um, I, I think one thing we need to think about with our layout, and I'm just scrolling through photos of other people's layouts as I was thinking about this, um, and I was looking. We need to mm-hmm. begin to. Uh, we have it down near your end. It's like the Rankins Cafe. That whole we have a couple small buildings. They're not movable anymore. Right. Um, we got to detail them out. No. 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 We need to think about the flow of the city. Like there needs to be purpose with things, yeah. um, not planned. I don't want it to look too rigid and like too. Um, we don't want our streets. You and I kind of already determined it. We don't want our streets to look like a grid, like a straight grid yeah. back and well, forth. It's not going to ever look like that. No, right. it's crooked everywhere. It's turns and all over the place. <laughs> but 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 we do need to figure out the flow of everything now. You know, right. Uh, if we get any farther with this, we need to make sure that like there's a traffic flow or there's, or it may, things do need to make sense from a, from a traffic standpoint. So that's, that's coming up. We got to get that done next. Yeah, no problem. So I'm I'm into that. You know, even when you look at George's as chaotic as it is, there's, there's like, there's like meaning between there's meaning for streets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's purpose to it. So, that that's my next thing too, and maybe you and I could sit down here this weekend and kind of sketch that out, yeah. and uh, m- maybe cut some roads down into foam and meet the different levels and get that all sorted out. I think that'd be a great idea. So, how are we on foam down there, by the way? I, I think I'm going to pick up another sheet or two of the of the four by four foot foam. Okay, just to add, like we need to make some hills. We need to do some stuff like that. So, yeah, I'll okay. um I- I'll go pick up a couple four by four sheets just so we have them ready. Uh, I okay, sounds good to me. I mean, we we don't need to build up anything, but we need to like add foam in some places, like to to make downslopes for roads and things like that. Okay, so. sounds good to me. I'd like to put down 
while we're down there Saturday, I'd like to put down some more scenic stuff like uh, the green green scene. Oh yeah, uh, scenery and dirt and things like that in different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much. We won't have as much dirt because it's a city. <laughs> I mean, it'll be dirty. There's still a but, lot of dirt though when you look at these cities that are. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it's not going to be like on our roads and nah, shit like that. No, nah. you know? so, but um, yeah, nice. Yeah. So, uh, what is your huh. what? Well, go ahead. Well, I was going to oh, say. Oh, I got to tell you about my new toy. Oh, you go, you go. I got a new toy on my workbench. Go. It was um. Who was it on Facebook that had one, and they shared it, and uh, on Facebook? Hold on. Now, what, you go ahead, and I'll, I'll look it up. Because I, I want to lead in with what this is about. I should have been more prepared. I apologize. Um, but so I was just going to say, what what is your uh, like your your tip or tool of the week from what you were learning? And I was going to go first. Now, well, I wasn't going to go first, but I'm going to go first now. Um, I took Jeff Grove's tip from last week, and if you're watching the live, I used a paper towel to paint a wall. Um, oh yeah, yeah, dude, it turned out awesome. Now I will say, oh, yeah? I will say one thing: there was a lot of hate this week for my beloved sponge and uh, sponge painting. What do you mean your beloved sponge? Sponge oh. painting. I've seen a lot of people out there now busting on my sponge painting. And I will say one thing about sponge painting, the flaw with sponge painting. Yeah. Is yes, it can look repetitive if you do it a lot with the same sponge. Yes. But if you have six or seven sponges and maybe four different types of sponges and you paint it with thicker paint or you paint it with a drier amount of paint, not thicker, but more paint or less paint, You sometimes you can't tell the difference between brushed on or sponged on because you do it in two coats and you do it with more paint. You don't do a dry sponge. Yeah. And I only do it that way because I think it's quicker and more even of a coat than a brush painting. Right, um, right. It just goes on faster. I can paint a wall in half the time with a sponge and put it on thicker and more evenly and not make it look like it painted with a sponge because it's a solid wall. I only do right. that because it's faster. But I will say, I do know that if you're not careful, um, it, you know, it can look repetitive after a while if all your buildings are painted that way. But that's up to you to make sure you're not, you know, using the same pattern sponge and, 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 making sure that it's uh, not looking the same every time you do a building. So there are good things about sponges, and there's bad things about sponges. And the paper towels, I'll tell you, the one downside about the paper towel that I noticed, mm-hmm. it sucked up more paint. I feel like I had oh, to yeah. use more paint this time. Well, yeah, and you would. Yeah. I mean, I think you would. Because so, a sponge will release, will release the paint. Yeah, there was more paint stuck in the paper towel. So yeah, yeah, okay. I'm gonna waste more dollar twenty nine paint than normal, but um, the effect was cool. I I, I thought it le- it made it definitely made a different effect. Um, now to the untrained eye, it still looks like I painted. Might have looked like I painted with a sponge, to be honest. Yeah. So <laughs> like, <laughs> if I showed my wife, she would not know the difference. Right. Right. So you know, it's up to you to to kind of adjust the flow of paint that's going on whether it's with a brush a sponge or a paper towel or your left foot if you're painting with your feet i don't know like it's up to you 
to the, how you want to apply it. Yeah, yeah. So you can achieve various effects from any type of any type of painting. Yeah. So Carl Oslowski, you yes. know him? Yeah, he's in our okay. overtime group. Right. He posted a picture up on some some model he was doing, but the bench, which is of course always gorgeous. This guy does an amazing job. You want to talk about a guy who can make a scene on a detail scene? This guy can detail scenes out. And another guy he was talking to, um, Daryl Hoffman, another one of our listeners. Uh, Daryl is also another great scene developer, okay, and another amazing modeler. Daryl noticed it first, and I was reading the thread, and off to the side of Carl's model was this, it looked like a toilet. <laughs> oh, the brush thing, <laughs> on yeah. On his workbench, right? It looked like a toilet on his workbench, and uh, it had this white tub, the round, looked like a toilet seat, but it's not. And then it had, in the center has this well. And as you ever see the watering bottle systems that you, you have for your dog, uh, I have one I use for my dog all the time. It's a big tank. You put it on top and it self-feeds water, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, or, you, you know, if you go away on a vacation or a trip or something, you have to self-feed your, you know, you want to make sure that your animals have water or food all the time for a day or two. And then they, you use one of them. Well, this is similar. It's very similar. Um, the... It is called a Rinswell, and uh, it's a fresh. It's called freshwater Rinswell, and what it is, it's for paintbrush cleaning. It's got a plastic bottle that sits up on top. I'd say it's probably uh, maybe twenty-four ounce bottle. Yeah, and it holds water, and then it's it's not super huge. And then now Carl had his filled with windshield wiper fluid okay <laughs> and uh, i've heard other people many other people say that they really like theirs but what it made it look like was a it made it look like a toilet on an airplane okay? the blue water so, um yeah exactly because it had the blue water in it so it was and, and even that i think helped attract it to my eye too but daryl started asking questions about what he had and i believe he ordered one well so i started reading their, their thread on it and guess who else ordered one me and they're not really expensive. I think it was like thirteen bucks or eighteen bucks, something like oh, that. That's not bad. Uh. Uh-uh. And um, I ordered it on Amazon, and uh, it came in a couple of days. It came very quick, and um, it has a little push button on it. Okay, like a toilet would have, where you flush it. In the front, it has this little blue push button, and what happens is that your dirty rinse water falls down into the lower chamber. Um, kind of like a chamber pot, right? <laughs> and uh, you you push the button, and it drains a whole uh, like a, a a drain opens up inside underneath the water, and the water you have it's dirty drops down, and then the new fresh water roll, comes out and refills automatically. And uh, I it, it, it's great. I love it. I was due to get a new. Okay, here's the thing. Here we go. <laughs> here it, we go. The story's slowly unraveling here. Well, no, I mean, let's let's face it. You can use a Dixie cup full of water. You know what I'm using to clean mine? Yeah, coffee that mug. red coffee mug that's like right. 15 years old. It right. looks like you could probably catch a disease oh. from it right now. Oh yeah, but <laughs> you could you could use a red Solo cup. You could use a coffee mug. You, you could, could use an actual toilet. You want. 
Yeah, you, you, whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, you can use whatever you like. Okay, this is just unique and it's kind of cool and it's made. Yeah, sure. Is it is it overkill? No, nah, I don't know about that. See, it's, it's unique and because of that, because of us being artists, it is. Uh, we are into what we do and we make these structures and things. We are unique. So as a result, we had. I bought one. Well, and you know what? That opens up a neat. It's also top- a toy. That opens up a cool topic. Yeah. About uniqueness, like I have this. I like this thing, by the way. I was, I was my my paint brush cleaner. I got at the art store, and it was, it was, it worked good, but it was getting grody and crap. And then to get the stuff out of the bottom, I had to scrub it with a with like a bottle brush to get it all out, and it was a pain in my ass. And because I didn't want to leave that grody stuff on the bottom. Then when I go to clean my brush, it, it, it re you know it just it, it, my dirt water got dirtier quicker. So eventually, I had that for a bunch of years. I just threw it away, and then I bought this thing. So yeah, um, I've been meaning to get something else, anyways. And now I, I I did. So anyways, you were saying? Well, I was saying what's what's interesting about what you were just saying is how we all are kind of artists in our own way. Mm-hmm. And what's neat about what you said about I fully that. feel that everybody that does this hobby. Is an artist in their own way. Yeah. Everybody. Period. Yeah. I, but yep. what what I what I was saying is what is cool about that is I think we each create our own little like how do I want to word this? Like I'm really proud of his dirty ass coffee pot, and I'm never gonna wash it out. I'm just rinsing it. <laughs> but I'm sure everyone has that thing. The same with my brush that I only use for stains. Right. Right. You develop these like little comfort things that. Are yeah. just they're just they're beat to hell. They look yeah. like shit, yep. but you're like, I, no, 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 no! Don't get rid of that coffee pot. Look at all the cool splashes and stains that are on it. <laughs> no, I can't. It becomes an art that in itself becomes like another piece of art. I met this woman Dot. and the, the palette. Are you talking about the palette lady? Yes, yes. At that strange show. That's her own Dot art. Dot listens to us, so I'm sure she's out there. And um, Dottie Caldwell, her name was. And uh, she was at the train show, and her, she was doing a demonstration uh, with painting. Well, what the heck she was painting? I think it was sidewalks as well. And uh, she was doing something there and showing it at the show. And I saw her paint palette, and I, I talked to her about it at the show. And I was like, that is the most disgusting paint. It had every color under the rainbow in that paint palette. And uh, she had, I don't think she's ever cleaned it, and she's had it. She's had it for years, and and uh, it is truly unique, and I thought it was kind of cool. I think I took a picture and posted it on our Facebook page a long time ago, too, so it might probably still be there if you dig back. But, yeah, anyways, go ahead. No, I just – I think it's it's cool how we all develop, like, those yeah. weird little things. Like, I have a – I'm looking at my bench here, and I have a couple of them, like, just things that are gross – not gross, but just – you could but that's get, your thing. I could go get another thing to wash my brushes out in, but now it's got character, and it yeah. like it adds character to my workbench and my work area because it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then, but see, that's your thing. To me, that drives me up. That drives me. Apes. Well, I I rinse it out and I put clean water in it, but the edges yeah. of it where I tap my brush, yeah, it's got yeah. paint stains all over it. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's just. And what is in the bottom of those things? You know, because you clean it out, and even after you clean it out, 
there's this filmy shit it on never, the bottom of it. Never leaves. It never. It, like I said, unless I take a bottle brush to it, and even then, in uh, like two weeks, it's back. Mm-hmm. And it's not paint. It's not paint. I don't know what the hell is in the in the paints and the acrylic paints, maybe, but it's this. It's like slimy. It's like slimy. It's disgusting. And you're right. You probably can get sick on it. Just by having it near you. I don't know. You know how I am anyways. So for you, the comfort you get from having a grody palate, okay, or Dottie would get from having that, or any of us that has our own little way. In the same respect, for me, I am I it's the same thing. It's just it's a little it's it's a little opposite. And that is I have to for my comfort to be comfortable. It's got to be organized. Does that make sense? To yeah, you? yeah. Now, no, it it does. My, don't get me wrong. My work surface gets as dirty and as messy as anybody else's. But for me, that's when I start losing my comfort zone. That's when I'm going, oh, yeah, this is getting cluttered and there's stuff all over the place. And I got scraps of paper and, and you know, scraps of wood and things, dust and everything else. I got to clean up, you know. Yeah. And if I don't, if I don't, I start to function I don't, I don't model as well. I know that sounds stupid, but I won't model as well. I know I won't. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't model well when my bench is messy, and I've been keeping it clean now because I, I have more space since I added that L back in the yeah. spring last year. Yeah. But, so I do keep it clean. I keep it much cleaner now. But there's still that coffee pot, man. I will not wash it out. I yeah. rinse it. I dump the old water out, and I rinse it. But that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh yeah, so yeah. That's... Oh, I found another cool thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. Well, no. Anyways, that 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 Rinswell thing on my desk that cleans the paintbrushes, it's pretty cool. The other thing on that that I'll quickly add is the I never I've heard many many different people talk about using like Carl did using the um, windshield wiper fluid. Um, I never did it. I just said, ah, how much different is that than water? I mean, it cleans your brush, it cleans your brush. It cleans your brush. It really cleans your brush. I am going to start using it. I love it. I like it better than the water. I think I get, it, it somehow gets the paint that's deeper into the b- bottom of the bristle out. And um, I feel that my brushes are much cleaner when I work with them. Um, and I like working with it. And the and a, a gallon of that stuff is like two bucks at the at the at the grocery store, you know, or the car at the at the gas station, you know. It's not much to get windshield wiper fluid. You can probably get it for less than two dollars. Yeah. And uh, and and that gallon, I mean, I hardly I have a whole container filled, twenty four ounces. Um, I've I've used it now for about a week and a half, two weeks. And I'm only it's it's only a quarter of the way down on the 24 ounce bottle, and uh, the the gallon bottle that's sitting here on my shelf that I used to refill it with, um, I hardly had taken anything out of it because I only filled it once. So well, that's I, gonna I last like, you forever. Well, I don't know about forever, but you know it's gonna last a while. It's only two bucks. It's not much more than water. I mean, well, you know, we pay for water too, but well, and you can but, always. Uh, Probably go to like the dollar store and get Dollar General and get oh yeah yeah cheap oh yeah absolutely nice and like I said I liked how it cleaned my, my brushes out and um, that was cool now another product I started using by a coworker I'm 
I'm doing these rubber rubble piles. I've got this really neat looking rubble material or dirtish looking material that looks like earth. And it looks like fine rubble, fine, fine, fine rubble. And you could use it for HO as well. And it is called, you're going to laugh, but he thought it'd be a great idea to try it. So he brought some in for me from his work, from his home. He's a gardener. Yeah. And it's called vermiculite. Okay. You ever I've heard, heard of vermiculite? that. I've heard of that. It's like a fertilizer. That you, it's like a fertilizer, basically. And um, it's like he, he, he put some in a little vial for me, like a little um, you know, drugstore vial. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I brought it home, and it's just enough. Uh, you, know, you don't need much. And it's got all these different cool brown textures and colors to it. That it's very fine, and it would look great for HO scale rubble on something that would like broke down or a wall that broke down. And I wouldn't mind trying to mix it in, you know, where you can see crumbling concrete, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, check out vermiculite if you have any some of your home or in your your shed outside or your garage where you put your gardening stuff. Um, if you have some vermiculite which is uh, um, a fertilizer, check it out and, and check the consistency of it out. It's kind of cool. Um, you, I don't know I don't know if there's any bad effects that could come from vermiculite, but I plan to use it for my rubble piles on my on my tank model. But I imagine that this could be used for, huh? Oh, um, if vermiculite is disturbed, it could easily cause tiny needle-like asbestos fibers to become airborne. <laughs> oh, shit, really? <laughs> no! Yeah. No. <laughs> if asbestos oh. is not in the air, then it is not dangerous to your lungs. Okay, well, what if I just put my fingers through it just now? I better get rid. I better wash my hands. I don't know anything about this. Hmm. But it's okay to put in your vegetables. I'm looking up if gardening vermiculite's dangerous. <laughs> I'm gonna go to work and kick this guy's ass. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It, it verdicts out on this. Uh, okay. Uh, it might have a might be asbestos. It might not be. We'll we'll, we'll follow I'm back on that. I'm gonna use it modeling. Yeah, I'm I mean, just don't bit, don't smash know? it into a dust and and yeah, snort maybe it. not feed it to your kids. I would say not do that, and then kind of keep it glued down so it doesn't go anywhere and doesn't get in the airborne. And uh, I think you'll be okay. So, yeah, uh, I think you probably have to inhale a lot of it for it to be bad. You know? Yeah. You know, that, don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm sure that I'm sure everybody's got a horror story. There's probably one person out there oh, that had a little bit of breed two specks of of uh of of um It's coming asbestos in, into his mouth and died. Okay, but a lot of the people that died from asbestos died because they worked with it on a daily basis over and over and over again. Okay. I'm just saying use a little bit of it and sprinkle it on for some rubble. Jeez. You know? I think you're good. I would just be careful, everybody. Anyways, I'm using it. I'm going to take the chance. Oh, here, <laughs> apparently the gardening asbestos, I mean, the gardening vermiculite is supposed to be tested and safe to use, uh, and it was, re- yeah, they test it. <laughs> well, if you, go, if you grow your 
vegetables in it. You can paint I it. Guess yeah, I guess. Probably. Yeah. Unofficial okay. advice from us. Yes. So. So. All right. Anyway. Anyway, says about thing about vermiculite. Don't be afraid to say something. Let us know. Yeah. But uh. But anyhow, so uh, that was it. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I like the tip. I can't wait to see uh, if anyone messages, messages us about it now. So, um, well, I don't have anything else. Um, I know I this week was a shorter week. We had a couple long ones in a row here. That was an hour. That's yeah, but sure. I meant we had like a two two hour ones in a row. So, yeah. So it's time to have a. It's time to get a well, break. I'm gonna go eat some dinner and call it an evening. I am going to as well. So, All right, man. y'all have a good night. Have no, an awesome weekend. I will see you Monday. It's Friday night, if you're listening to it the first night oh, yeah, came Monday out. Monday night. Monday, I will see you. I'll be building on the live build. We're going to have a good time. I'll be all ready for you. Peace out. Later.